The readings for today is found in the book of Psalms, chapter 8, pages uh, 4 and 4. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you, ha that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You have made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea, all that swim the path of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. This is the word of the Lord. All right, once again, good morning, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Ariel, for those who don't know me, and if you are your first time here, you're very much welcome. All right, let's pray as we go through this passage. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for who you are in our lives. And as we open this passage in the book of Psalm, help us, O Lord, to understand. May your Holy Spirit help us to understand this and apply in our lives every day of our lives, O God, and protect me from any wrong. This is your word, not mine, and as we just allow again to, to speak to us in our heart and our mind as we go through. And we thank you, God, for the freedom of opening your word and having fellowship and singing and worshiping you and even sharing your word. May your name be glorified, be exalted. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, um, it's almost half of the year 2019, and uh, let's try to look at the world population. Now, the current world population, if we know this, the world population is 7.7 .7 billion as of May 2019. You can see that in the chart. That will be according to the most uh, recent United Nations estimates elaborated by ourworldindata.org. And it is just indicated that every day, human population is fast growing. And it's getting so much crowded wherever you go. Now, as we look at that, the expansion of humanity, did we ever know or try to find out why humans are existed in this planet? Or even asking ourselves, who am I? Who are we? Is there a reason why humans continue to expand and grow and grow and grow? Now let's go back to the very design, the main purpose of human being which God ordained. And I'm talking about the God in the Bible who created us, including all these creatures. As we read Psalm 8, we could see that David clearly expressed his praises to God about the greatness of the Lord, that he alone created all these things. We could see also that us, as human beings, are created in his likeness, in his image, 
to be the ultimate in charge of his majestic and glorious creation. But then as we look at outside, as we look at the reality, there is something wrong. There is a problem that needs a solution. And as we go through the Psalm 8, we can see later on that there's something in this, that there's a problem, but then God made a solution. And let's just allow God to speak to us in this passage. Now, as you look at our Bible in verse 1, it says, O Lord, O Lord, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Let's try to understand this first, that from the very beginning of the text, the psalmist David described and addressed the Lord's name, how majestic. The word majestic means beautiful, powerful, great admiration, dignified, impressive, which simply means he alone can do that. He is the source of everything and will give us a picture of his royalty, his kingship alone. Meaning all the power and all the impossible things that we cannot do belongs to him. And because of that, as David meditate on this, he could not hold on to it. He could not just keep it by himself. But David praises the Lord. David had that feeling and experience to praise the Lord. The question is, what kind of experience was that? What kind of feeling was that? Now, for sure, for sure, all of us could relate. If it's our first time on that place, on that beautiful place, you cannot stop saying, wow, so beautiful, look at that. And the moment your eyes stuck and captured to that scenery, to that beautiful landscape, you would not realize that your mouth keeps on saying, look at that, wow, it's so beautiful, wow. Sometimes you just keep on silent like, wow staring on it and immediately you will take your smartphone and take pictures as long as you want because because you were amazed you were in awe of that very beautiful creation the same with david he expressed it by saying oh lord how majestic is your name in all the earth i will show you some pictures this um this picture will just it's some of the famous tourist destinations in the Philippines. The first picture is the Mayon Volcano in Bicol Albay. And um, this is the place where we had our mission trip. The first time I saw this, this volcano, like, wow. It's like just in near the airport. This is the airport and the, the volcano you can just see there. And the people just like coming out from the airplane they will stop there they will not go to the arrival area they will just stop on that on the side of the airplane and taking pictures doing selfie because it's so beautiful the next picture um is the Boracay island um yeah it's very famous it's a white beach white sand like a lot of tourists in there very popular the whole world and then it's very crowded at the same time because they love to be on that place and lastly the Ra the banawi rice terraces some of our pf some of our filipinos uh, live in that area and that that scenery that you see there it's part of the eight wonders of the world and you imagine that how big is that and human is just very small creating that rice terraces and like wow 
wow, it's so amazing. Therefore, in every creation, God's name is glorified in all the earth. That's it's why in verse 2, if you look at our Bible in verse 2, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. Even to this small, very weak and suckling baby, God put that praises on their lips. What makes that interesting also, that David added, because of your enemies, to silence the foe and the avenger. Meaning, yes, God could use these small children and infants so that he could appear his greatness and power. This is not about waiting or looking for special power to appear on these little children that they will glow, they will run so fast, they will fly. No, but the main point is that all the praises is due to our God who is really great. So in verse 3, David said, I consider your heavens. I consider your heavens. He acknowledged it to himself that he's just a very tiny creature in relationship to the things that he had seen and experienced. In other words, David put his perspective and looked to God through this creation. And he described that the work of God's fingers. Imagine that God crafted and put every stars and moon according to its place just by his fingers. It would bring to realize again that David is so small. Therefore, David started to praise God. It seems so hard to praise God if we focus too much on ourselves, but instead consider the creation of God seeing outside and consider the air that comes in and out of our nostrils that we can breathe, we can give praise how great he is. But then God did not just put all these things to its place. But let's try to remember on the creation. On the sixth day of creation, God created man. The question is, why he created men? Why not just purely animals? Why not just only plants? Why not just body of water? Just mountains and skies? That's it. No human. Let's look at the scripture. Why he made man. And through David's question in verse 4 will help us to understand. In verse 4 it says, What is man? that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him. And that question is not a question of regret. It is not a question of doubt. This is not a questioning of God's power, but a question of nature. What is man? Now in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. When God said that, it was not a coincidence, nor just doing experiment, nor the product of accidental circumstances. It is not also a product of series of chance, random chance, through billions of years. But even the psalmist David declares, you made him. 
God made man according to his image and his likeness. Therefore, we came from him and its intention, intention is to rule over all creation according to what it should be. God created us to represent like him. Probably you'll notice that statue of Queen Victoria installed in the main entrance of Victoria Park along Causeway Road. But this picture, the statue in Kensington has a lot of replicas and could be seen in Europe, of course, in North America, in Africa, in India, and other parts of the world. And telling the world she's the queen. She has the power. She has the authority to rule. What I'm saying is that God created us very special like him to represent like him. What makes us special? In verse 5, God made us a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. What does it mean? He created us just a little lower from the heavenly beings it's like we are number two. We're the second in rank. When Emmeline and I were in the Philippines, we decided to have a beach wedding. Before our big day, we, we checked the place, of course. We did some planning. Where will be the pastor standing? Where, go, where are we going to sit? Where are the people going to sit down? And as far as I remember, I tried to sit down on the seashore. Looking on the other island, if you see that island there, that's Cebu. That's Cebu. We are Negros and this is Cebu. Hearing the waves back and forth, feeling the cold breeze on my, on my face, and watching these fishermen rowing their boats and even throwing their nets to catch fish. The longer I sit beside the seashore, I realized how vast, how wide the earth is. And I'm looking above, seeing this bright, shining sun. And I felt in the relationship to the, it's like, it's so, I feel so small. I'm so tiny in relationship to the earth. But even I thought of the earth in relationship to the sun that had just set, because it's almost uh, afternoon, like going down, like the sunset. And then that the relationship to the earth, to the stars that I saw coming out, like, wow, I'm so small. Look at those stars. Look at those wide oceans. Like, the question is, what is man? That you, God, are mindful of me. And this is my answer. Lord, here I am, a speck of dust on this little planet, and yet God thinks about me. Yes, we came from the dust. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And God made us so special to be a ruler over the works of his hands. And at this time, at this very moment, while you are sitting, while I'm talking to you right now, God continued to share his authority to us in ruling and having dominion over his creation. It is so clear and very straightforward in verse 6. You made him ruler over the works 
of your hands. We have to rule. We have dominion over the plants, over the animals, over the earth. And that ruling or dominion in the sense of dressing it, keeping it, taking care of it, developing it, it is not a ruling in the sense that we can destroy if we please. We can recklessly or carelessly destroy the natural resources if we please. But because we have dominion, because we rule, not at all. We are made to love it, to serve on it, to cultivate it, and bring out its potential. But this is the reality. The reality is so sad. Either we accept it or not. Human being destroyed the creation of God. Human being abused that power to rule, and it results to its ugliness, extreme suffering, and even to the point of death. How sad and disappointing. According to the United Nations headline report of 6th of May 2019, nature's dangers decline unprecedented. Species extinction rates accelerating. And there are one million species threatened with extinction. So many illegal logging, so much pollution everywhere, which animals are losing their domestic homes. Forests and oceans are slowly dying. That is why there's a lot of non-government organizations trying to, to, to protect, try to save the Mother Earth. In fact, we should take care of this creation as what God ordained at the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Simply means we should be a good steward of this creation. But in the end, we failed our creator. We failed God. Why? What's the reason behind of all these failures and ugliness? The answer is because of sin. Sin separates us from the perfection and beauty of God's creation. Sin brings destruction and death. Sin corrupts the good and transforms into evil. And man sinned against God. That's the truth, my brothers and sisters. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Instead of giving praise and glory to the great creator, we disobeyed and turned to our own ways and start to worship our own self and completely forgotten that we have a king. We are not the kings. We don't have the, to set the standard. Forgotten that there is God above who sets and designed the space, the planet, the galaxies, the universe, from the atoms, the formation of the atoms, and even to the single cell that flows inside our body. God created that. Not only that, but because of sin, human being acted the opposite way. 
And that is the beginning of the problems. And this would have a negative ripple effect to its mankind. The sin comes in and it affects generation to generation. Abusing each other, treating one another badly, so many crimes that piled up every day, wars and jealousy, pride against pride, revenge and insults. Humanity lives in the world governed by sin and darkness. Romans 8 verse 22, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Because of sin, through this creation, we did not represent God and rule as it should be from the original design as his own image and his own likeness. It is not new to us about hearing this legalizing about child abortion, bombing in Sri Lanka recently inside a church, killing people because of robbery, drugs, instead of giving them a chance. Human against human. Everyone is created in the image of God and now everything is distorted. Very ugly. But let's go back to that question of David in verse 4. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. The question would reveal and give us an answer that only God can give that. What is really the purpose of man? That's the question here. In verse 5, you made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. And it would remind us that we are unique from the rest of the creation. He is really mindful and care for us. And the proof of that, when our Father in heaven gave his one and only Son, Jesus Christ, he gave his one just for you and me. Even though humanity failed from the very beginning, but Jesus took it everything. In Ephesians 1.22, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church because Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of all these things. Jesus came. He died on the cross and resurrected after three days to offer forgiveness and redemption from all of our sins. And give us another chance of new hope. There's a chance that God has given to us a new hope, a new life. This is interesting also that Jesus did not die for angels. He did not die for those cute puppies, those cute kittens, those cute pets that we have. Jesus did not die for those very expensive flowers that we're pouring out water every morning. Jesus did not die for the planets, but he chose to die because of you and me. In Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 to 9, it is not to angels he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified, 
What is mankind that you are mindful of them, a son of man that you care for him? You made them a little lower than the angels. You crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet, at present, we do not see everything subject to them. But we do see Jesus who was made lower than the angels for a little while and now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. What does that mean? Meaning Jesus Christ came in this world as a little child born in this world as a hundred percent human so that he could relate to us but then he is also a hundred percent God who is the creator of everything and now he is glorified sitting at the right hand of his father. And if God is mindful and caring on us, that would be the same thing that we should do. It doesn't pick or choose to whom we are going to love and care. Either this man is working in a white or blue collar job, either businessman or just a simple house cleaner. We should not treat our neighbor just like they do not have any value very less thinking that i am better than you i have all these achievements in my life look at all my certificates look at all my medals all my trophies in life then i am above from you i am better than you but but my brothers and sisters let's all remember all of us are all created in the image of god in the eyes of god we are all the same in fact we do not deserve his love and salvation, but because we are his image and his likeness, he is willing to give that to us freely without any cost. And again, that should be reflected to be mindful and caring to others. The way we treat our neighbors is the same way we treat to God. In Matthew 25 verse 40, I tell you the truth, whatever you did, for one of the least of these brothers of mine you did for me. If you look at that picture, there's a native house, a, Filipi a, 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 a typical Filipino house. There's a lot of men, strong men, carrying that house. This is one way of moving one house to another place. If here in Hong Kong, we will use Gogovan. But in the Philippines, the actual house, they're really caring for it. But here, just call, Gogovan is there. But in the Philippines, most of the remote areas, they will call their neighbors, and you will identify who is that loving and caring neighbors if they help carrying your house. One of the Filipino culture, which I believe still practices today, is what we call bayanihan. is a Filipino costume derived from a Filipino word, bayan, which means a nation, a town, or community. The term bayanihan itself literally means being in a bayan, which refers the spirit of communal, communal unity, work, and cooperation to achieve a particular goal. What I'm saying is that as a church, we are a church, as a body of Jesus Christ, we should reflect the true image of God by being a good steward of this majestic, glorious creation of God. 
taking care and developing it for the goodness of everyone. On the other hand, since we are also created by God, let us be gracious and loving to one another. Offer help to those who are in need, carrying its burden and pray one another. This should be our view why God created us. All of us has this big chance and time as his image and likeness in doing as a good steward of his creation. Probably we may not like we may not see today everything in perfection. Maybe we'll just think, oh, this world is gonna be worse and worse. Gonna be dark, so much darkness, there will be no more hope. But we are encouraged this morning through this passage the attitude of giving praise to our Lord. Praising God because of his greatness. Praising him because he created us, that we are in charge of all these things. Let's ask ourselves again. Is this our view why he created us? Is this what is, like, what is the main reason why I am existing in this world? Why I am existed in this world? Why I am here? What's the purpose of my life? I hope and pray that this passage will help us to understand that God created us to be his ruler, to be a good steward from the works of his hand, and to represent like him. In verse 9, the last verse, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Let's pray. We thank you, God, for this passage. We thank you, God, for reminding us this morning that our life has a value, has a purpose, very special in your eyes. We praise you for your greatness. We praise you for you are our creator. We thank God for the salvation. We thank God for mercy and grace that you've given to us. We may be able to change our view, our perspective of why you created us. Lord, we give all the glory and honor to your name. You deserve this, all the praises. And as we go through to our everyday living, in our work, in our school, help us, oh God, to reflect and to represent like you. Thank you for the forgiveness. Thank you for changing us every day of our lives to be like you, Jesus. Help us every day. And we thank you for all the blessings that you continue to pour out. We give all the glory and praises and honor to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As the music team will...